most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions, and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Back. Another episode of Toad's Tunes. I'm here today with my good pal, Mr. Austin Jenks. What's up? How you doing, man? Dude, I am so excited. More than you might ever know how excited I am to have you back. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, I tell people um, about your music and what it does to me. Um, I didn't say this earlier, but you came here last year during the ACMs. Yep. Uh, Reef Fulcher opened. Yeah. You came on second. Yep. And um, Ray captivated an audience. You came out, and it was like almost another switch where just about everybody (laughs) in the place stopped. Dude. And just... (laughs) It was probably one of the neatest experiences other than when I first saw you. Well, not first saw you. One of the other times I saw you in Nashville. I was just nervous because I knew Travis Denning was coming on. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... This guy is about to rock out. Yeah. So that was a good go night, here. man. Yeah, it was awesome. Man. Rumor has it that you're coming back for ACM again. Yes, I actually just heard about that. And I think the coolest part about that is this might be good news to you. Is Ray coming too? Do you know? Uh, I haven't. I haven't heard from him yet, but I think that was on the table. I think that, that's what they were talking about. This would be, I believe, if I do if I do stuff correct on. Uh, well, maybe that's not correct. The only other person to come back. The second year in a row was Russell Dickerson. Yeah. I believe. I believe. But other than that, dude, that's quite the honor if you ask me. Dude, I can't wait, man. And last year I got to, I think I went and walked the carpet for the first time. How was that experience for you? It freaked me out because I was, you know, took like an Uber in and <laughs> up in front of me, I see everybody freaking out and Luke Bryan gets out of the car and I'm next. And I have, like, my suit coat on with my T-shirt that said Fat Kid on right. it. And I get out and do my thing. <laughs> and then next was AJ from Backstreet Boys. <laughs> you were right in the middle of a sandwich. I was in the middle of both of them walking down this thing, just kind of being like, where am I right now? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, year prior to that, to last year, we um, had the outside event. Yeah. And we had an artist that didn't show up. Oh, yeah. I remember that. So we had, um, Heather and I took, uh, we have a friend that drives a limo, so he came and picked us up, and we went to the ACMs. Well, as we're going in, traffic got really bad, but the traffic line to the red carpet was open. Yeah. Well, we had a red carpet pass. No way. <laughs> so Heather and I, limo <laughs> pulls up. You know, all those people are standing out there yeah, going crazy. screaming. Screaming. We get out of the car, and you hear this, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like who? Who the hell is these? Who are these people? <laughs> that sort of thing. Well, you didn't go to the red carpet. We walked around and went in the back on door. the side. Was, yeah, dude, but yeah, it was pretty. That's that's my only experience with the red carpet. And hopefully, that's probably the only one I'll ever have because that was that was. I don't know how you guys do that, man. I don't. Dude, it's it's just about like having fun. You know, it's almost like going to homecoming. Yeah. In high school or or Tolo or whatever. Yeah. You know? Which for me, like, I always like dancing. I cannot dance at all. Right. But. I was always like super stoked to go to like dances, and so every time there's like an award show, that's how I think of it. You get excited. You 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 like reference it to a dance. Yeah, like a high school dance. That's right. what it feels like to me. And like at that one, you know, I saw like Morgan Wallen and Hardy, and I hadn't seen them for months at that point in time, and it was like. We just saw each other, you know. We yeah. just saw each other at the bar behind the red carpet. And like, what's up, dude? You want to hang out? I'm like, sure. <laughs> I'll hang out with you, yeah, you guys. Badasses. <laughs> um, but that, you know, that's what it was like in high school at dances too. You're like, you never know who you're gonna run into. Yeah. And um, and it's also just like ACMs, you know, seeing Reba. 
<laughs> Who's Reba? Dude, yeah. Reba's the best. Well, yeah, last year, uh, I don't think I went last year. I think we skipped last year. I want to say we did. Dude, so 2019's over. Yeah. This is my favorite question leading into all this. What's your favorite thing <clears throat> that you took away from 2019? Well, this doesn't seem like a very big thing, but sleep is very important. <laughs> <laughs> do I need to do I need to preface this with it musically? What was your, what was your biggest <laughs> yeah. thing that you take away in 2019? Um, man, going over to Europe yeah. was was just like it's been a bucket list thing for me, and I got to go twice. And, and you're on your way back. Yep, I'm going in March. March, yeah, right. Fly out February 27th, and I'm there for three weeks. But but yeah, man, I. I, I just didn't know what to expect. You know, you know all the history of like music in the UK and What do you think the um, fan base is there versus here? Like do you I I believe I understand the difference there. Um I've I've heard this before where they say that in the UK overseas they listen um they listen more with their eyes than with their ears. Yeah. Well and it's also just a little bit more old school in a way. I think maybe rock and roll had a longer lasting effect in a way where you'll have um more people coming up to you and asking you like what kind of guitar is that or, yeah. or how do you have it tuned and, and i'll get that in like nashville and, and you always have one or two at every show but over there it's like everybody wants to know like all the behind the scenes things about your guitars and your gear and those kind of things. I wonder if they're more they're more embracing of well, clearly they're more embracing in music over there because you look at their festivals versus the festivals here, and they're uh, they're night and day different. I Way mean, more all over the map. You know, you have like Americana artists and rock artists and country artists all on the same festival. Yes, which I think is a cool thing. I mean, yeah. but dude, you're talking hundreds of thousands of people that show up to those things. Yeah, well, and and the country ones do they, they like come dressed up like as cowboys? It's the craziest thing. You just be like in Germany, and there's like cowboys, and but they're not real cowboys. Well, they might. Be, but you just but, don't know. Yeah, they're like German cowboys. Yeah, I, they're more of a cowboy than me, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so musically, you're writing again. Yeah. I, well, I've been writing the whole time, but I think you know I played the most shows I've ever played last year in a year, and um, that's a blessing, dude. Yeah, it was what I've always wanted to do, you know. And um, but the trade off for that is you just don't get as much time to write, and so. I think starting in January, I really just started focusing on what I want the next record to be like and what direction I want to go. And I think I've always been over the mindset of just like the best song wins, you know. Yeah. And um, who decides the best song? You do. Uh, me and Neil actually talk about it a lot in yeah. a lot of length. Um, I uh, I could you know like right away uh, is a perfect example of a song that. I just like because of the guitar riff. Yeah. And that's why the I beginning or just yeah, the whole, just the yeah. beginning. That's yeah. why I loved it so much. And it, it turned into something that was like a song, but in the beginning it was just a vibe. Yeah. Um, and, and Neil and I talked about that. We were just like, he's like, man, those guitar tones are really cool. You came up with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just did it at home. Um, I did the vocal and the guitar at home and then we went and cut drums and bass in a studio and done. Yep. Dude, it's, yeah, it's a cool song. Super cool. Yeah, I, I have that stuck in my head right now. Do you know? <laughs> um, when 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 you came out with with your last album with like stuff like if you'd been around and Fat Kid, does does Neil kind of put himself in your shoes or does he just understand who you are as a person to to be able to support what what you're trying? Because those songs are hard to do. I mean, they're yeah. I mean, for for me to think about, 
you singing the fat kid and you go back to that could relate to so many people in a bullying world it could just go back to and then if you'd been around obviously it's really close to me but like does he step in your shoes and understand where you're coming from because he knows you so well or i think it's uh, just over years of being together you know we lived together for three and a half years and i recorded you know i don't know 500 plus songs while we were living together just demos at home and work tapes and stuff like that and so he's seen you know every version of of what i like right. um and what probably is more authentically me as compared to just trying to write a song you know and and you can't do both all the time and that's the i guess the goal is find something that is different unique and new but also like very authentic to who you are i'm just gonna go off on a limb and say dude you're definitely in your own lane i don't think i don't think there's i don't think there's anything out there like when i listen to your music i listen to your album uh i believe you've seen my record player but usually on the weekends dude i love my record player i get up in the morning and um i bought that on kickstarter and they're not available anymore how cool is that um I'm going to find one. <laughs> you probably can on eBay or something like that. Someone's selling them. I'm not selling mine. But I listen to the music, and it's not the same old, same old. Like, the whole album just takes you on a, on a ride, per se. Yeah. And I think... I... For me, I've listened to those songs so many times that when I go back to them, it's almost like, oh, wow, I did that? <laughs> you know? Really? it's Yeah, because I don't... You know, once it comes out, then it's like, okay, we got to start working on the next one. And But for five years, I was trying to put that thing together. Yeah. And that's a long time. I mean, that's hundreds of songs that to pick out to get didn't those. make it, you know. Um, Thank you for taking the time. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I, I struggle with, uh, being different, I think a lot of it has to do with where I come from, uh, being from the Northwest and just being always around very artistic driven music. Yeah. Um, and a little bit of that punk rock mentality of like, screw you, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but I'm also not that guy, you know? And, and I, I've been learning that though I like aspire to be like, the cool different guy i also really just like love people and yeah. i and i'm uh, it shows yeah it's like it's something that i i think is more important to me than um trying to just like stand out as like this guy that's like a you know rebel or something like that i've i've had to learn that what I really want to do is just connect with people. and I, I think that in your lyrics you do that all too well, probably better than you know you do. Thank I mean, you, man. I, I have a core group of friends that are music-minded like me that uh, I'd say that probably every every one of them will probably be here tonight that, that have embraced your music and been able to relate to it in some form or fashion, I think is the neatest thing. And um, I do have a question. Your video for Never Left Memphis, where, where the heck does that come from? <laughs> It's straight up. Uh, my daughter is a huge Bruno Mars fan. Ah. And so there's a video for uh, Lucky For You, That's What I Like. Yeah. Um, that was on every day for like two years. <laughs> and then That's I, fine. I always really liked that video. So I I was, we were, you know, we were going to do like a smoky bar room type video for that song because that's what it kind of sounds like sure. and feels like. And we're like, well, what would we do if we didn't do that? You know, and 
Like, what if I just go try to do weird dance moves in a studio? <laughs> yeah. So that was all like green screened. Yeah. 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 And we did it in about six hours. It took a while. Post. You know, yeah, a lot of post stuff. Um, but when it came back, I was so excited, man, because it's just happy. And Dude, it's, it's fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used it as one of the promo videos for the stuff that we put out, and we started to like market the show. And, um, I probably listen to that song on my own a lot. Um, yeah. You can ask my girl on the weekends. That's kind of <laughs> what I do is I turn my record player on. I usually go through some new stuff that I got, and then uh, I always go back to that album just because it's a good listen front to back. I wish that my record player had a thing where it would turn over the album. <laughs> so you don't have to switch it. <laughs> that thing, I, I would be scared I was going to break that record player. Man. It's Yeah, it's pretty, it's, pretty, it's pretty neat. It's ingenious, the people that made it. It's got speakers in it, too. Oh, really? But it is hooked to my stereo, but it does have its own speakers yeah. in it, too, which is kind of neat. Yeah, that's badass. When you when you sing some of these songs, do you go back to where, like, maybe when you wrote it or w- where those feelings stem from? So I'll just start with if, if if you'd been around when you sing that at night. Does it? I'm gonna guess to say that when I watch you sing it, I feel like you're so emotionally attached to it that you sell it that way naturally. But when you sing it, does it take you back? Uh, for me, it's almost like, uh, you know almost like giving a speech uh it 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 feels it feels like uh i i know that i've prepared for it but i know that it's probably not gonna go the way that i want it to Uh, but no but dude it's a beast i mean like when when i first did the demo i just like couldn't even sing it i i it took me like 20 different takes just to get i never got through it all the way from front to back really yeah and there's times where all uh, it takes everything I got not to just like mess up the words because I'm just you know stuck in what it feels like to me, which is it's very sad, but it's also very like uh, rooted in in a lot of like and who you are today, r- real images and oh, okay. um, so it's not just and it, like I like I love to scream at the top of my lungs. That's like my favorite thing to do in music is just sing really loud but that song doesn't do that and yeah. what's weird is the whole time that's kind of all i want to do just kind of like a rage <laughs> yeah, inside like, yeah! <laughs> you know but uh it's that's not the thing that's that song is about the words and so i'm just constantly just like kind of like a ball yeah. Uh, of emotion, you know. I, I it's funny that that song literally takes you on a ride of of loss and of understanding and then of where you are today. Yeah. Which is kind of neatest. I love the end of it that he, um when you when when you talk about if 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 he could see who you were today and then maybe we'd go do these things yeah. and you sit back and I'm like to me music is about a ride. Um I went Maybe about a month ago, my buddy, uh, who's actually coming tonight, I think, uh, he was in a band, he played drums, and yeah. um, he left the music world for a while. With well, this band, he played and did this show, and they brought all these old players back in, and he played. Yeah. And he sat down and started playing again, and he, a group of his friends that I'm acquaintances with, I don't know them, know them, they were yeah. watching the show, and they all looked over, and they looked at me, and one of the guys came over, and he goes, dude, what, what, are, you, what are you listening to? He's like, you listen to music different, don't you? And I'm <laughs> like, well... Yeah, I don't just hear a bunch of sh- like sound and stuff like that. Yeah. I do listen to music different. I mean, I do pay attention. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I look at the guitar player, the bass player. I watch how they play. I look at their fingers. I look at their emotion. A drummer, if a drummer doesn't hit hard, I'm out. Like, I don't want too much to do with right. it. But then you go to the lyric side of it all. And so after the show, I explained to him, I said, listen, I listen to music different than other people do. And for me, a song is about a journey, whether it be in your car whether it be in your yeah. mind, walking down the street. If you can get in the car and drive to it, there's a couple songs that I can listen to over and over again that take me on a trip. You get in the car, you start you driving up the mountains, and you go crazy through this mountains, and yeah. then when you come out of the mountain, you come out. Even though If You'd Been Around isn't a fast song, yeah. it takes me on that same... It's one of those songs that I, just, I could never... I'll never get sick of it. Dude, That's why I'm, I'm glad you took five years for it. Dude, that is the best compliment that I could get on yeah. a song. And, and it doesn't get old to me either, you know, and... and there's there's so many examples of of songs and and journeys that you could go on while listening you know like yeah. i i listen to metallica or i'll listen to uh an old kenny chesney song or i'll listen to outcast um and a lot of a lot of it for me is is old stuff yeah. you know i have i have a hard time um finding new music uh just because I get so stuck on the ones that I'm so like that you into. like so much, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You go and, back to them a lot, yeah. But lately, I've been listening to a lot of demos that you know that I've done, and I guess back to full circle when you're talking about how do you choose the songs. That that's the exact way that I choose songs. Is like, can I listen to this fifty times and be taken? from the beginning to the end without getting bored or, right. you know, or without being distracted or, you know, and that's from slow songs to fast songs to, you know, just groovy songs. It's all the same going from point A to point B through a song and, and going back to it all the time and finding that same journey. Like you said, whether you're driving or just sitting, listening to your headphones, listening around the house, like it's really important to me to have a song that, that just stands that test. Right. You know, you know, how old your daughter? She's three. She's three. Yeah. So Heather's daughter, I call her my daughter. She's 11, going on 12. Um, I will get her in the car, and I will drive, and I'll play music. And she used yeah. to sit in the back seat, so I used, now she sits up front. But I used to sit in the back seat. Or she used to sit in the back seat, and I'd watch the mirror, and I'd watch her yeah. interact with the new song and how quick she could pick it up yep. and how fast that hook got to her, that sort of thing. Dude, it's a, that's a good way to know because kids kids know, dude. And they don't, dude, they know what, what works for them. And she listens to everything. Loves country music, but she listens to everything. I had a um, an artist send me seven songs, and I had to pick her up uh, at school one day, and her school used to be across town. So it was like a 40-minute yeah drive home yeah. so i started on the first song and i and i went through it and she was yeah. doing her own little thing but i was watching her interact well then i played it twice during the ride home right and i said what was your favorite song and i already knew what mine was what the one that sat with me she picked yeah. the same one and i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> oh i know this little girl this is awesome <laughs> that sort of awesome, thing but kind of like yeah that's really cool you you're going back to this it's i think it's coast to coast or country to go uh, country oh, to country yeah country to, dude there are a lot of bands playing that tons have you played anything like with that many bands before uh watershed would probably be the closest thing and back in washington how's that experience with 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 i mean that looks like they have like 19 stages i'm, I'm assuming some's inside <laughs> some's outside but you play multiple days on that correct? yeah 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 it's a i i've learned little tricks along the way of like just how to you know get people out you know right. and like the first time i played watershed i was on the side stage and uh, I just went and walked around the campground before the show and was like, hey, 
How you doing, man? Hey, I'm playing at one o'clock on the on this People stage. People respond to that. Yeah, dude, yeah. we like packed it out. It was crazy. Um, and I think you know sometimes if you have you know, a, a new release or something like that going on, going into the festival, people, you know, they know to come see you because they've seen you on social media and stuff like that. Right. Uh, but sometimes how I like to think of it is just like sonically, like if, if you're playing, like when I was playing in London at the, uh, what was the festival called? It was the coolest festival ever. It was out in, uh, the long road festival. Okay. And while I was playing on the side stage, which they had it set up, looked like an old, like, southern house with a front porch. That was the stage. Nice. Um, Cam was playing on the main stage. And as I was playing, I could hear her set, you know. And it was one of those things. It was almost like a battle, <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> right. like, she's rocking out. And I was just there solo acoustic. Um, but it was really cool to see, like, you know, you get pe- some people that – that go to the party and, and go to the other stage. And then you get people that come from over there and they, they're like, Oh, what's this over here? Want to see something and, different, right? Yeah. And that's the coolest thing about festivals is you're going to, you know, come upon artists and people that, you know, you might not have it on your little app, like checked off as I'm going to see this person at this time, but that's the best part about it. Sure. You know, I, I want to say that at, at, at root, that was neat because they had the next from Nashville stage. And when you yep. looked at the app, you could bounce back and forth with stuff and, um, I don't go to a lot of festivals because I just don't like people that sort of thing. So I try, <laughs> I try and stay away from those things, man. Dude, I, I totally get that. I mean, when I was in high school, we went to the Gorge to like, you know, what was it? The, uh, Warp Tour and okay. did that stuff. I went and saw like Tom Petty there, Dave Matthews, uh, Jack Johnson. At the Gorge or at, at the Gorge? Okay, I think it's yeah. a Warp Tour. <laughs> no, those were all random different yeah. shows at the Gorge, but. Um, but yeah, I remember like we had a tent and like we'd gotten, I think it was actually after like Tolo one year and we went and got Italian food and then drove five hours out to the gorge and we were camping and we had like leftover Italian food in our tent, smelled horrible. Right. And you know, you're just going out getting crazy. It's hot outside. Um, but you have those moments where you're kind of feeling it and, I think the music hits you in a different way in that environment. Um, and especially with country music, like, you know, I love like coffee shops and stuff like that. I mean, that's what I really came up, grew up doing. Um, but there's something about playing one o'clock in the afternoon on a side stage at an outdoor country festival that is unlike anything else. And it's just, people are like partying, but then you can capture them. Yeah. When all of a sudden you have like that moment of like the song that is like maybe a little bit slower, but it's just talking about life and you might have a couple of beers in you or whatever. And you've just been rocking out, but then you're just like in that moment, you know, and everybody's in it together. Yeah. Um, that's that for me. That's why I do it. Last year I went to, uh, I, we were talking about this earlier. I went to country fan fest and, uh, Randy Hauser played. Oh yeah, dude. And dude, I was there for three days, and uh, Cody Johnson played. Uh, Brett Young, Low Cash, 
trying to think of the other arts, Rodney Atkins played as well. And I just sat back and uh, the guys that put it together asked me the question of, dude, what was your favorite of everything? And it wasn't a headline. It was Randy Hauser. Yeah. Just, and that dude, I saw him at Aiba a few years ago and I was like, oh my gosh. And then he was at, at, in a festival environment. It was like the neatest thing in the world. I want to say Low Cash was on our before and the weather came in. Low Cash didn't get to finish their set because there was lightning and stuff. And they were like, they were pissed. Like they were like, this is yeah. cool. <laughs> but yeah. schedule is schedule. Yeah. Like they were, they were done. And then Randy came out and you're just like, um, he's one of those artists that just captivates you and, yep. and you, you get a different experience versus seeing him in a room versus festival. So I guess it's probably fair to say, well, maybe not. What, what's, what's your favorite place to play? You like the coffee shops. You like the festival side. You like a venue like ours. Like what, what, I'm sure every one of them has their own thing, but what's like, what, what, what's your favorite to play? Well, that's a really good question. I think, at this point in time, my favorite place to play is a place that I haven't played yet. Okay. Um, and because it's a new experience. Exactly. Yeah. And and so I love being put in. It like random example is when I was at the Thirty Eight Songwriters Festival a couple of weeks ago. I played the 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 writers round there, and then I was hanging out at the hotel bar, and this bellhop came up and was like. So there's this guy that stays here a lot, and it's him and his wife's anniversary, and he really just wants somebody to come in there and play songs for his wife. They, like, they didn't know me from Adam. They didn't right. know my music, and the guy was like, "He's got 250 bucks," and I was like, "Okay, are you gonna be there?" And the bell, the guy was like, "I wasn't planning on it," and I was like, "Well." How do I like? I don't know these people. Right, how do I get my money? How do <laughs> well, I, <laughs> no, and also like, you know, you just don't know how long. Like, you know, you it was like eleven out. o'clock at night. You right. know, I'm down for you know, for a while, but I'm probably not gonna go in there till like six in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, but dude, it was awesome. I went in there for like forty five minutes and. We ended up getting a noise complaint. It's just me and this couple and yeah. their like back porch in their hotel. But I sang like if you'd been around and Fat Kid and Right Away and Any covers? Uh I ended up doing like She Talks to Angels, I think. Yeah. Um But dude, the guy gave me like four hundred bucks. And <laughs> and he hugged me and he was like, Thank you. And I Did you get a new follow on social? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But I immediately like called my wife and told her like you never guess what just happened and um so for me I just like it to be like spontaneous like that. Right. And um, you know, and I, I back to uh Randy Hauser, because I wanted to talk about that. I saw him at Tortuga and it was right before my daughter was born. Me and my buddy went down there and it was just a fishing trip, like kind of boys weekend before I was gonna be a dad. Right. And we went fishing. We didn't catch anything that day. And Ryan Hurd was playing. I didn't. I wasn't even playing that weekend. Um, but I texted Hurd, and he was like, "Yeah, dude, I'll get you backstage. I'll, you can come hang out." So the first time I ever heard uh, Randy Hauser, you know, live was, there. was yeah, was there, and he was on the main stage. It was like on the beach, and my favorite moment was just him and his guitar, yeah. um, and everybody was singing along. Man, it was. He's got so much emotion. Yeah. Similar to someone else that's sitting in this room. And it's not <laughs> me. It's not me. Goals for 2020. Besides new music, what else? Wait a minute. Let's go back to. So size-wise, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you to this. Would you rather play to a small crowd of people that are paying attention? Would you rather play to a room that holds like 1,500 that some are paying attention? Or would you rather go to a, a festival where you've got tens of thousands and lots of people paying attention? I, I think 
for me, I mean, I don't, I don't notice it as much. It's more of like the moment in the room, right. you know. And so it doesn't matter if there's ten people or no, yeah. no. I, 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 I think I would always want it to feel like we're at like a, around a campfire, right? But I think one of my favorite things is when you have a huge crowd, like playing the Opry. You know, is totally one of those things where, you know, there's five plus thousand people in there, and then it feels like you're just sitting around. A I still wanted to be there for that for you, man. Dude, I'm doing it again in February. Yeah, but it's not your first time. Man. It's not <laughs> it, your first time. It feels like the first time every time. Dude. How many times have you played there now? Uh, four times, and then once at the Ryman. Wow, which one's better for you? The Ryman or the Opry? Yeah. Um, they're different. I mean, it's such a neat room too. The Ryman was really cool. Uh, it just, you know, it says up on the wall. I can't remember if it was like 1897 or something like that. When you see that and you just kind of feel the historicness of it, I mean, nothing really compares to that. But same thing. I mean, when you're in the Opry house, it's there's a lot more people and there's a lot more going on backstage. Uh, Were you you nervous when you walked in the first night when you walked in to go meet the band? And you know that I mean, they kind of know my music, but now I've got like five minutes for them to learn my songs. Two songs, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was a little like. I was wondering if I was going to be able to keep up with them in a way because I know that they're insanely talented. <laughs> Whole like, nother level. Dude, like they've been playing forever with everybody. I think the drummer is the most recorded drummer of all time. Really? Um, but they were really cool. And like they have the, you know, uh, people that sing harmonies. Like that's something that I don't get to do is just right. have like a, a section of singers up there, which is really cool. We're working out the harmonies and, um, you know, I the one thing that I didn't know going into it was the Vince Gill was going to be announcing, introducing me. Yeah, um, I saw the video. Yeah, and that yeah. really was amazing, man. And you know, I'd never met him before, and I'm just a big fan of him as a person and as a musician. And so that kind of the stress of being like Vince Gill just said. Everybody, this is Austin. Right. <laughs> and I was like, well, I better not mess this yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> can't screw this one. Can't screw this We We actually went out because we have a pretty good relationship with Tony Jackson, and Chris and I flew out, and we went to go see his Opry debut. But the night yeah. prior to that was Stephanie Quayle's. Oh, no way. So I'm like, I didn't know it. Had no yeah. idea. So I I talked to her that afternoon, and she's like, dude, if you're there, I'll, I'll you're there. That's like, awesome, dude. And so we went back. Our first experience, my first experience ever at that place at all was that yeah. night. And I walked in and just kind of like to look around and soak it all up. Was And to watch Stephanie knowing her, uh, to watch Tony knowing yeah. him. And and, uh, and then like... Tony's awesome, man. He's, that dude's he's a whole different kind of talent, too. Yeah. Yep. But then, like, I told Chris, I was like, I didn't know about yours until like maybe a week prior to you going to it. I think I saw something on social, and I told Chris, yeah. I'm like, son of a, we <laughs> should go. Like, why are we not there? Like, because yeah. there's certain artists that that we that we that we're keen to that 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 those are things that we love to experience. Like, I soaked up what it did for Stephanie, and maybe more so knowing her history of mm-hmm. her love for Dolly and yeah. her love for country music, and then seeing Tony knowing what what his cultural yeah. culture and his background yeah. and just who he is as a person and, yeah. and knowing that watching him soak that up was this stuff's priceless. I mean, yeah. I got to see the, I, I think there, there's some video stuff uh, out there about you being up there and just watching that experience in itself is completely crazy. Dude. It, yeah. It was mind blowing. And 
I, I've never done anything like that, you know, where there's this expectation that, you know, it's going to be good. <laughs> but, but for me, uh, the expectation was I just want to, you know, I want to connect. I, I want to sing something that people are going to remember. What are the two and, songs you sang? Uh, well, I sang If You'd Been Around, and then I sang Fat Kid. Um, but Fat Kid actually wasn't planned. So I sang We Made It First, then If You'd Been Around, and then Vince Gill came up and goes, well, I think they'd like to hear you do another one. Oh, wow. And I, I, said, I said, what other one? And he said, you know, the Fat Kid song. And I was like, okay, yes, sir. <laughs> and you like, played that by yourself? The band, yeah. Did the band jump in at all on that? No, I no. just did that. But, like, dude, it was crazy. Because we spent months <laughs> being like, what songs are we going to do? We right. only get two, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was. Good thing you know that song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what songs of all the ones that you've written means the most to you? If you'd been around for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've written a lot of songs about a father son relationship, you know, and, and I think a lot of it, um, you don't ever want to write something that is so specific to you that nobody else can see themselves in it. But you also don't want to write something, especially on a, on a, subject matter like that that is just like made up yeah you, you can't know? give that song to somebody right when well, I and I totally uh I've written 20 plus songs that are dad songs you yeah. know that all across the board from just kind of like fishing songs to even like a little bit more darker <laughs> songs than if you'd been around you know and uh I think that was the one that I, I remember sending it to Neil and, and he literally was, he just said, Holy. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> and, and then he said, uh, he said, this is the dad song, yeah, you know? And, um, it's, uh, you know, my dad played and I was around him going out and playing for people a lot and just, you were, or what? I was, what? I was, when I was nine years old, I, uh, started playing guitar and played his guitar and wow. he, he worked at Boeing and um, but he always played music and we'd do like coffee house open mics Dude, and epic. Um, yeah and uh, but you know like one of my favorite memories of him uh, was like we were going through a drive through coffee stand and <laughs> this this girl I don't know if he was hitting on her or what but uh, <laughs> she he goes this is the most random thing. He gives a coffee and he goes, Are, do you believe in God? And she said, I'm Buddhist. And he said, well, praise, praise Jesus. <laughs> and he said, can I play you a song? In and the drive-thru? In the drive-thru. And she was like, yeah. And he had this old international scout. And I was just sitting in the back. And he went and parked it, got his guitar out, and then went and played Stairway to Heaven <laughs> for this girl. <laughs> and you know, That's an easy one, too. Yeah. But, uh, no, man, I mean the i miss him a lot and i think about him a lot now that i'm a dad you know and, absolutely and over the last three years of just watching like my daughter turn into like a little person there's been a lot of moments where you know you have you know just stuff come up that you realize you haven't dealt with you know and um being angry 
yeah. being angry at the world, being angry at God, being angry at him. And uh, I've, I've begun, I think, in the last couple of weeks on just kind of letting go of some of that. It's been really cool. I uh, had a couple of songs that I started, uh, one in particular this week. Brittany and Ravenna were at my in-laws, and I was just sitting in the hallway just like humming this thing, dude, and I just freaking started bawling. Wow. I don't even know why. Um, and But I, I kind of just sat there and tried to take it in, you know, and, and realize what it was, and it was just kind of like a healing moment of, of knowing that I need to let go of some of that, that pain, you know, and that hurt and um, not be so afraid. Yeah. Um, you're your you own know. counselor, dude. So yeah. Music, <laughs> yeah, music is your session. If you think about it, I mean, you got a probably the most amazing wife in the world that understands you. Yeah, that lets you. I mean, if I called my girl and told her that, uh, you know, I just got off work, I want to go for a drive for 45 minutes. Uh, the last thing she'd think of is that I'm going to clear my mind. You <laughs> <laughs> go do something. Yeah, go party or yeah, whatever. Whatever the yeah, case may be. Yeah. But I mean, you're 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 definitely blessed in that. That's I for am, sure. man. What's your What's your fondest moment with your daughter so far? Um, well, I could tell you, I could, I have, I always remember the hardest ones because I think they're hilarious afterwards, but, um, actually I wrote a song recently that was, uh, I was up at a writing trip in Montana and during her birthday and I missed her birthday. And so I started writing this song. It's just called Missoula, Montana, but, um, the setup line is happy birthday, Ravenna from Missoula, Montana. And, um, when I played it, that was a couple of weeks ago in the car. It, she's old enough now. She's only three, right. but she loves, she's like, I want to hear Dada music, you know, not anything else. And I put that on. And first time here, when that part came around, she goes, you sing, you sing it to me? She knew that I had written that song for her. And that right. was a really, really cool moment. You got uh, lots, of more, lots more of those coming, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I hope so, man. That The hard part about, you know, her being three is just like the craziness you know like we're trying to put her to bed the other night and it's take like two hours and yeah. she just would not go to sleep you she'll know? tell you when it's time to go to bed. she has fomo she just doesn't want to miss out on anything uh it's cute but i always say good night i love you and she randomly just went dad i don't know what love is <laughs> She's watching too much TV, dude. I know. Watching too like, much where, TV. Where did you get that? And I was like, yes, you do. And uh, I just explained to her, like, <laughs> like <laughs> this is what love is. That's right. Your, your dad and mom, that's what love is right there. <laughs> so 2020, new music. Did, have, you, have you gave yourself a goal for 2021 thing or a few things that you want to accomplish as an artist outside of family? Make a lot of money. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> No man, uh, I've uh, I think I've been other than writing and focusing on the next record. Um, I've just been doing a lot of soul searching, yeah. And so my goal is to define to myself who who I am as an artist more than I already have. And I know that's very broad, but um, don't you think you do that with all the music you write already? <laughs> Well, in my head, I'm always I'm always questioning that. Sure, you know, and it's I'm probably always, hard to step out of that too and look at. Well, you 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 even said that when you go back and you listen to music, sometimes you go, "Dang, I wrote that." Yeah. Or, Dang, I put that together. I mean, yeah. 
I, I would probably think that most most people have too much of an ego to ever do that. Well, hell yeah, I wrote that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not you. I mean, you sit back and sometimes you shock yourself. Yeah, well, and I think, I think music is, uh, it's a process. The same way you're talking about listening to it as a journey, it's a process when you're creating it. And so, from the beginning of just writing a verse, you know, when you're doing it every day. Um, Monotony. Yeah, you have to you have to focus on finding that that thing inside that you really believe in, um, and I think do some soul searching and and at the same time, like I, I said, money is a joke. But like I wrote this song the other day that is called "I Like Money," and right. and it's just all about like uh, you know why you get out of bed. You know, and why you don't just stay home and do nothing all day long. And, yeah, sometimes, like, I, I think we all are working towards doing nothing, hopefully at some point in our life. Um, but then I... think I, you could sit back on a couch and do nothing. No. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> I have a hard enough time sitting through, like, I, I love watching a good movie, and we have a couple of shows that we watch. But um, for the most part, you know, like, Brittany loves, like, the baking shows. And like we'll watch those. She watch we... like Chopped and Guys Grocery Games and stuff like that. Or she watches the British baking shows. Oh, okay. And they're like cakes and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but you know we'll eat and I'll get like halfway through it and then I'll just go in the studio and start working on a demo. Uh, Heather and I have been together three years and we've never been to a movie together. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you go by yourself? No, don't go to movies. No, I just sit back and I think of it in the sense of why am I going to pay some guy 20 bucks at the door right. so I can go take a nap? <laughs> we had to go to Frozen. We, we took oh, revenge of Frozen. Yeah, but. you know, Heather takes her daughter to go see movies every now and then. I just, yeah. I have the hardest time with it. Like, I, I, I would rather, it, I'd rather sit on my couch. People are like, dude, you want to go to the UFC? I'm like, even though it's here, I'm like, yeah. I'd rather watch it at home because yeah. I can rewind it or tell my friends to shut up so I can hear what he's saying. Or, yeah. You know, I don't want to get in a fight with people because everyone's a badass at a UFC so, fight. Dude, I'm, I'm the same way. Like, we had the NFL draft in Nashville, and I sat at home and watched it, you know, on the couch. Dude, it's here this year. Is it really? Yeah. April, that weekend of the 24th. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's coming. April. Yeah, it's coming quick. Dang. This town's going to be up upside down. Yeah. yeah. I don't want any part of coming anywhere near <laughs> any, anything like this. Anything like this. When you get home, downtime. What's what, what's that, what's that like for Mister Austin Jenks? Man, uh, like you get home and you got like two weeks. You don't have to write. You don't have any shows. You just got family time. Do you guys hang out? Do you guys like go places? Do you guys just like chill at home? Like what's 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 like what what's the normal you? Man, we we have been you know spending a lot more time like cooking. Yeah. Um, trying because I eat out a lot when I'm traveling. So when we come home, we just start talking. We've been into making like soup different kinds of soup does your daughter get involved um, with that she, she just loves every kind of food dude. Yeah. she yeah she eats like a, it's insane no picky she just snack every 10 minutes um i think that's all the kids too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Alyssa's like uh, 11 and on their way home from school i pick her up from school she eats the rest of her lunch yeah then we get home five minutes later she asks for like some grapes with some peanut butter and some vegetables yeah. and then i'll walk out there and she ate half a bag of chips and <laughs> i'm just like and then dinner comes and she'll like i'm not that hungry so she'll eat half her dinner and then 15 right. minutes later she's like i'm hungry i'm, hungry. I'm like yeah. dude you just ate for the last four hours yeah 
Yeah, I've tried to get to the bottom of it, but there's no and answer. She's like this big. <laughs> well, the big thing we've been trying to get her to do is just like you know manners, and because she'll just run into the room and go snack, and <laughs> we're like, uh, how do you ask? And she's like, please, please snack. And I'm like, no, you have to say please. Can I have a snack? My friends, uh, Tim and Katrina, they have. I believe she's just turned three. She came over in the first the first night I met her. She just calls me Mr. Jeff. That's yeah. it all the time, Mister. And can I please? And can I do this? And can I? Can, and I'm just like, uh, uh, um, like, where did this kid learn this stuff? Yeah. If you're talking, she's like, "Excuse me, Mister Jeff, can I play your drums?" Excuse, you know. And I just yeah. look back and I'm like, "Wow, like, how did how did she learn this?" Right. Like, where do they? That's when. <laughs> uh, what is love anyway? <laughs> <laughs> they watch too much TV, but they I want to know what this little girl's watching because there's so many kids out there that need to watch that show. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally, dude. That's a. Uh... That's my favorite thing is when she just says something that's so off the wall. Yeah. You know, it's like, what are you thinking And about? it gives you the giggles, right? Dude, I cannot stop laughing. And it, and it, what's hard is when you're not supposed to laugh because she's, like, doing <laughs> stuff that she shouldn't be doing. Saying things. We're like, we can. But it's so funny. She just gets dramatic. And I remember the first time my son said the F word. He was probably three or four years old, and he was on the ground with a... a um, Hot Wheels, and he's going like this. He goes, truck, truck, and he looked up at me, truck, and I wasn't looking. He goes, truck, 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 <laughs> truck, truck. <laughs> I was like, wait, what did you just say? But, yeah. And they test the waters, man. That's what kids oh, yeah. are good for. They're, they're trying to find the lines, man. Yeah. I feel bad for your daughter when she when she decides to get married, and she's got to bring this guy home to you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be the nicest person in the world with a shotgun behind you. Yeah, I'll, I'll have some questions for him. Yeah, lots of them. <laughs> Sit down on the couch. Dude, this has been fun super fun i'm glad to have you back in vegas again dude hell yeah man thank you for having me tell people how to find you online uh, i got instagram it's austin jenks and it's the same on twitter on facebook it's austin.jenks um, and then austinjenks.com and let's see i think i have a tiktok i haven't used it yet all right all right all right that's the end of this one go ahead roll credits recorded by toad produced by toad booked by toad voiced over by toad you know what toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job 